Blog Talk Radio. True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name.
My name, your seer, Israel, of seed right. I we're doing this call revealing the number of the B six 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 South Edition part number seventy nine. Everything get back to um, regular time on broadcast. That's all they get back regularly. We have to broadcast, but the message will be heated all the way up. And things that we need to know will be re- revealed to you. And grand style by the sixth anointed camp called Voices of the True Israelites. All right, so uh, let's see who can come on stage. And we see our elders on, and we see one of the young line teachers is ready to go. So let's see if we can get that elder in, and, and we get the young line on, and we got get something going on on take number 79. And that's a great thing. One thing about it, see, right? Sixth anointed camp's got to set the game up. And we got to lead by example and just say Yahweh, so Yahweh beats you all. Our other elder, Mr. Kidd, will be on a little bit shortly. And he'll tell y'all about the broadcast. But right now, we're going to bring in elder, God our Israel, by saying, when you meet the elder, God our Israel, lead, teach out of camp one, the elder. Yahweh beats that feet right. Well, bless you, see Israel. I see you, right? Hallelujah. Yeah, Hallelujah. What the hell? All right. We got, we got the young line of other Titus. He said, let's see. I'm, you know, I'm going to have that microphone. I got another good week on vacation. And um, I, I timed my vacation just right to uh, do my part of some dust days, y'all. And that's a great thing. That's what you got to do. I mean, you got to look at this thing like it is. You can't be caught, especially in leadership, not knowing when you're supposed to be off and what to do, what not to do. So um, we let the young lion come back in in a minute because um, right now WCC said we got to play with his microphone a little bit. So um, we'll, we'll get something going with our elder. When the young lion come back in, we'll bring it in. All right now, elder, Mr. Pills, I mean, Elder Yadda Israel, let's take a look at Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. Well, hold on, young line is back, ready to see. See if we get the young line in to make sure he be on point for the ninth lesson 79. Uh, Brother Titus, one of the up-and-coming teachers out of Camp 1. Yahweh BJLC, right? Yahweh bless you there, see Israel, oh, see Roy. Hello, Yahweh. Hello, Yahweh, young man. Hello, Yahweh, young man. We're done our painting grand style, so everything's ready to go. You seem not get comfortable on these regular days, but ain't nothing regular about the lesson. Because the elder get ready to take a look at Luke, chapter 12, verse 12, and elder, Yahweh, Israel, what do Luke 12, 12 say? Come on. Look at Luke, chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. 
very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach you what you ought to say. And now, you know, you know I believe that. You know, I believe that because I don't see the best of them come and the best of them go. And I know the righteous spirit, it will teach you in that very same hour. So, you know, we're going to open up and find out some things that have to be understood. And we got to be clear on what Yahweh says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 7. He makes a profound statement, Elder, in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7. Elder, Yahweh Israel, what do Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7 say? The book of Proverbs 16, verse number 7 reads, When a man's ways please, Jacob, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Uh-huh. So, um, what man is he talking about in, in this case? In this case, let's find what man he's talking about in Surah 10, verse 1, A.L. Let's see what, what man he's talking about in this case. If a man, if a man pleads from Yahweh, then he'll make his enemies have peace with him. But in this case, what is he talking about that we can read in Surah 10, verse 1? What does it say to hell? The book of Surah, chapter 10, verse number 1. A wise judge will instruct his people in the government of a prudent man is well ordered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in this case, I'm going to let the young mind read that verse and see if we get a little bit more out that verse itself. In this case, hey, uh, young mind, brother, try to read that 10-1 for those seer right there. See, can you read that verse, uh, 10 verse 1 in this case? Read that 10-1. Let's see what you come up with in 10 verse 1. All right, the book of Sirach, the seer, chapter 10. Verse 1 reads, And why fear will instruct his people in the government of a prudent man is well ordered. Hallelujah. So in this case, a wise seer has to take the lead. He has to take the lead. And because we know he got to take the lead, because at Eliyah die Israel, when we read Revelation chapter 1, let's make a little alteration. And take 79. Let's, let's find out what the order of things is. In Revelation chapter 1, we'll look at that one down to verse 3. Let's see what's going on. Revelation 1, 1, 2, and 3. Let's see what's going on with that verse. Come on. The book of Revelation chapter 1, verse number 1, 2, and 3 reads. book of Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation of Yahweh, Yahweh the Son which Yahweh the Father gave unto him, to show unto his servant things which must surely come to pass. And he said, signified it by his minister's spirit unto his servant John. Verse number two. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Verse number two. So, well, well, hold on here. Let me, get in, let me get in on that verse one. So we find out right there in that one one is an order about things because in that fifth chapter of Revelation, the father had him sealed his book with seven seals. I mean, it was complete. And the first one he gave it to was his son, 
to send up your son, you learn what this Bible got to say, and while I'm in your presence, you got any question, you see me while I'm here. So now, so all the questions that the son might have had, he received it by his father. Then he said, now, you got it, my son? He said, yeah, I got it. Go down and find no angels up, up here with you, and you make sure you rehearse the righteous act with them. So now we find out the angels was listening to the son give all the instructions. And then he asked the angels, do you got it? They said, yeah, we got it. Well, now what you going to do is do with it? He said, I'm going down there and give it to that servant John. So there go, there go, there go the game changers, and let's and let's precept that hell and find out exactly what John got to do. So we find out when it hit, it hit the leadership. So it hit John. So we go on at eleven, verse ten and eleven. I'll make it ten, verses ten and eleven. Ten, ten and eleven. So when it got down to John. Let's see what the angel told John that we can read. We're going to look at 10, 1, and 2. Then we're going to skip down to 10 and 11. Let's see if we get some understanding on the order of things that come out. The book of St. John, chapter, book of Revelation, chapter 10, verse number 1 and 2, verse number 10, and verse number 11 read. The book of Revelation, chapter 10, verse number 1. Now, so another mighty minister spirit come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head. His face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. Verse number 2. He had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot on the earth. Verse number 10. Uh-huh. And I took the little book out of the minister spirit's hand and ate it up. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. Verse number 11. He said unto me, that I must prophesy again before many people, nations, tongues, and kings. You see that? And so and he had to prophesy against many people, tongues, and kings. So that's so there's all your protocol right there. So now when we go to the, the book of Numbers chapter eleven, Elder, and we look out at Numbers chapter eleven, verse 16, 17, 24, and twenty-five, I think I think we'll be on something. And here we're gonna double red right back and we're gonna hit um with the young line in in the book of the rock of uh, thirty-seven twenty-one down to verse twenty-three, and, and we'll see what we get out of that. So, El, we're going to go and take a little peep at Numbers chapter 11. And we're going to look at verse 16, 17, 24, and 25. What can say, El? Y'all got here, Israel. Come on. The book of Numbers chapter 11, verse 16, 17, verse 24, and verse 25 reads. The book of Numbers chapter 11, verse number 16 reads. Yahweh said unto Moses, Gather to me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. Verse 17. 
And I will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take of the spirit which is upon thee and will put it upon them. They shall bear the burden of the people with thee, but thou bearest not thyself alone. Verse 24. And Moses went out and told the people the words of Yahweh, and gathered the seventy men, the elders of the people, and set them round about the tabernacle. Verse 25. And Yahweh came down in the cloud and spake unto him, and took of the spirit that was upon him, and gave it unto the seventy elders. It came to pass that when the Spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Mm-hmm. You see that? So once, they, once we're in order, we know Yahweh got this thing, and Yahweh, he only going to make his move once he understands that his will is done. And, that, and, and, and that's, and that's um, a great thing. Did you have another verse from the elder? Did, uh, are we called something that's behind, behind that one? I recall something that else. But don't got past the other come out. And that was it. Okay, hallelujah, bro. All right. So now, young line of Brother Titus, one of these public common teachers that the elders have to oversee and to close our watching, what is that we can read in July 37, verse 21 down to verse 23? What is that? A young, young Titus up and coming teacher out of Camp One. Come on. Hallelujah, the Book of Sirach, chapter thirty-seven, verse twenty-one to twenty-three. Sirach thirty-seven, verse twenty-one. Read. For grace is not given here from Yahweh. Yeah, what did say that, young man? Okay. Yeah, what? What did it say, young man? All right, Sirach 37, verse 21. Sirach 37, verse 21. For grace is not given him from Yahweh, because he is the prior of all wisdom. Verse 22. Another is wise to himself, and the fruits of understanding are commendable in his mouth. Verse 23. A wise seer instructs his people. And the fruit of his understanding, fail not. Mm-hmm. See, the wise fear is going to instruct you. See, he's going to look out and see exactly what got to be done because that was the order that was given to Yahweh. So he has to look out and see who is best for whatever circumstances that is because when he told Moses, hey, Moses, he said, you cry out to me about all some things, so I'll tell you what. You look out there and you get me 70 men and you go and then you put them in the right position and I'm going to come down and take the same spirit that you got, Moses, and I'm going to put it on them. And then this thing going to roll. And so that so now we clear how this thing going to roll again. So we clear how it's going to roll. So Elder Yadai Israel, we want to run back to Zephaniah. And we're going to look at Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 8. We're going to read a little bit till we find out something that's going on. In Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 8, we're going to read a little bit. But that was um, some pretty good advice, um, Sister BSJ Israel. Now, I mean, you know, I like, I like good advice. And so that's what I like. I like when good advice 
is passed to those seals. And that was pretty good advice. And I agree. That's right. And I agree. So Sister B.S.J. Israel, I received the advice. And that is a great thing. You got it? Good. All right. Good enough. Let's see what we find out. Uh, now, Mother, Mother E.C.A. Sears, now, you know I like hollering that microphone, too. So, so, so make sure I'm on on that deck. I'm on the deck, too. I want to holler that microphone a little bit, too. So, hey, Mother E, one of the mothers out of Cam 1. Y'all quite busy up in race. Y'all quite bless you, sir. Israel of C. Roy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all that, Mother E. And we know, and we know Mother Z going to give a commentary. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind giving no commentary, but first put them on the table first. So, um, with that understanding, and hey, if I tell you what, hold that point, I want to go back and and do a little backtracking. Because, see, it, see, we must understand some things that we just got through completing the seven-day beat. And we clear exactly that seven-day feast. Then we got the eight-day feast, which called the new beginning. So in a new beginning, we was clear to not to eat anything that dies of himself. Because once you're in the kingdom of the almighty Yahweh, it is no more killing anything anymore. Death has been swallowed up. And look at WCC. See, where, where is death swallowed up at? What do you mean what death swallowed up in? Um, hey, let's um, take care of the World Council of Churches about death is swallowed up. This in here in Corinthians about death is swallowed up. See, once you're in the eighth day, it's no more dying anymore. So not, you know, you're not even going fishing. Because the fish going to say, what's on your mind? <laughs> You don't you don't eat you don't eat fish no more. You you eat that because um because uh, that's the best day you eat until you return back to your body that Adam lost. So now uh as a matter of fact, young man, uh can you find that verse when they say in Adam and Eve where he said, Now once we came out the garden, we can't see things as we once seen anymore. So whoever can find that young line, take a little peek at that while the elder myself uh, show you that once you is in that eighth day, that death don't, that no death no more. So you can't kill nothing no, anymore. No. Let's see if we find out a little bit about that elder. We're going to the 15th chapter, and we're going to find out what happened, what happened about this death. Let's pick it up around by verse number 54. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 54, and we'll read down to 50. Israel. What is there we can read? First Corinthians chapter 15, 54 down to verse 58. You want the clock come up? Book of First Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 54 to 58 reads. Book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verse number 54 reads, 
was this corruptible. She had put on incorruption, this mortal. She had put on immortality. It shall be brought to pass the saying that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Verse 55. O death, where is that sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Verse 56. The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. Verse 57. But thanks be to Yahweh, which giveth us the victory. Thou Yahweh, Yahweh the Son. Verse 58. And for my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of Yahweh. For as much as you know that your labor in, is not in vain in Yahweh. So you, so you, you, you ain't done nothing in vain when you're doing Yahweh's business. You ain't done nothing in vain. I'm saying all you done was got you some James 5:20, but but you read one verse elder with conviction, and I got to hear that verse again. I mean, I heard some out of verse 56. So you read with conviction, Elder. So uh, let the national audience uh, hear you read 56 again. Then I want to expound on what you just delivered in verse 56. What does it say to Elder? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56, 3. The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. You hear the man saying, what got us in trouble? What got us in trouble is we breaking the law. What's gonna get you on the right track is keeping the law. That's the whole thing, see, right? We in trouble today because we broke the law. We in trouble today now, mother, deep, mother, mother, mother Eve. So now we got to look at Deuteronomy 28, 45 down to verse 50. They show you we in trouble today because we broke the law. Now the only way you're going to get back for Yahweh to, to make you some never mind like y'all do to fear, you got to keep the law. And keeping the law is keeping what he told you to do that you agreed on. See, you agree on this right here. Matter of fact, hold that point, mother. Uh, young, young Titus, in the 19th chapter, verse 3 down to verse 8 of Exodus, look at what you agreed to do. See, you agreed on something, and according to Numbers 30, verse 1 and 2, once your mouth agreed on something, you've locked in for 100 trillion million years. Huh? So this one was brought to the table to your forefathers and mothers in Exodus chapter 19, verse 3 to 8. Y'all line, Brother Titus, come on. Hallelujah. The book of Exodus, chapter 19, verse 3 to verse 8. The book of Exodus, chapter 19, verse 3 read. And Moses went up unto Yahweh, and Yahweh called it to him. Out of the mouth and say, Don't you say to the family of Israel and tell the children of Israel, verse 4, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians, the Hamites, and now I bear you on eagle wings and brought you into myself. Verse 5, Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then shall you be a special treasure 
unto me above all the people, for all the earth is mine. Verse 6, and you should be unto me a kingdom of priests and a righteous nation. These are the words which you should speak unto the children of Israel. Verse 7, and Moses came to call for the elders of the people and lay before their faces all these words which Yahweh commanded him. Verse 8, and all the people answered together and said, all that Yahweh has spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of Yahweh, words of the people unto Yahweh. I'll read verse 7 again, uh, Young Lion. Exodus chapter 19, verse 7 reads, And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which Yahweh commanded him. Mm-hmm. And a uh, 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 young lion, and, and, and who was this elder that he called for in 7 verse 1 of Exodus? Who, did, who was this elder that Moses called for according to 7 verse 1 of Exodus? Who was the elder he called for? Come on. The book of Exodus, chapter 7, verse 1. Yahweh said to Moses, See, I have made you a Yahweh to Pharaoh, and Aaron, your brother, should be your seed. You see that? So there it is right there. So, but what happened, hey, hey Mother E, what happened that we can read in 28? Matter of fact, throw 25 in just to make it sound good, Mother E. Uh, throw that 28, 25, then give me that 45 through 50. But we might well make a little short meal out of it, Mother E. What do 28 verse 25 say just, just to kind of make a little sharp needle out of it come out? Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28 verse 25. Deuteronomy mm-hmm. chapter 28 verse 25 reads. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 25. Yahweh shall cause thee to be Midden before their enemies, thus shall go out one way against them, and flee several ways before them, and shall be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. Mm-hmm. 45 out of verse 50. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 45 to 50. Verse 45 reads, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thus be destroyed because thy hearken not to the voice of the Yahweh, your Yahweh, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he command thee. 46. They shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon thy feet forever. Part of them, because thou servest not the Yahweh, your Yahweh, with darkness and with gladness of mind, but the abundance of all things. Part eight. Therefore shall thou 
serve thy enemies, which the Yahweh shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he has destroyed thee. Forty-nine. The Yahweh shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the ends of the earth, as swiftly as the eagle flies, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. Verse 50. A nation of serious countries, which shall not regard the persons of old, nor show favor to the young. Hmm. So, you know, we go to watch eyes on the prize every year. And when that Israelite man say, you can beat me and stick your dogs on me in water. And, and he said, yeah, since you said that, and that's what he did, pull the water on him and stick the, the German shepherd on him. You might, matter of fact, he, 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 uh, he put old Lucky on him. He, he, he told old Lucky, Jump on, jump on that man and grab that man, old look. So you see, one thing about it, see right here. When we stand against the Almighty, Yahweh, don't you understand that you're going to pay the price? You're going to pay the price more ways than one. You might, you might pay the price in your pocket. You might pay the price in things that you thought was one way or another. And you might pay the price in your body. Hmm? That's why we come humble six nights a week. Now, remember, all times now will be regular times now. Because right now is nothing going to jump off on a feast day for quite a long time. On the only time we'll be on at 7.30 will be every Friday. Tuesday, no class, but you can go to the pal talk and you can hear, I mean, uh, talk, what do you call it? Talk, yeah. And you hear a young lion with the overseer of the elders making sure they're throwing down some proper scripture tomorrow at 8 o'clock. But we're going to be back on our way until when? But we're going to be listening to the young lion tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Well, sometime Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Now, hallelujah, rock. Now, so now we find out that our problem is we pay Yahweh no never mind in the ones he sent to tell you to get yourself in order. So now in Ezekiel 14, Elder Yahweh Israel, I want to take a look at a statement that was told by Ezekiel the seer in the 14th chapter, verse 1 down to verse 8. Hey, Elder Yachtai Israel, what was told to old Zeke of the in the 14th chapter, 1 down to verse 8, to take back to them elders again? Let's see what he's saying, 14, 1 down to verse 8. Come on. Book of Ezekiel, chapter 14, verse number 1 through 8, read. Book of Ezekiel 14, verse 1. Came certain of the elders of Israel unto me, and sat before me. Verse number two, and the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, verse number three, son of man, these men have set up 
their idols in their mind. They put the feminine back of their sin before their face. Should I be in a up at all by them? Verse number four. If we speak unto them and say, say unto them, the same Yahweh, every man of the faith of Israel, instead of up, his idols in his mind, put his assembly back of his sin before his face, and cometh to the seer. They cometh according to the multitude of his idols. Verse number five. That I may take the family of Israel in their own mind, because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Verse six. And for say unto the family of Israel, the same Yahweh, repent, turn yourself from your idols, and turn away your faces from all your abominations. Verse number seven. For every one of the family of Israel, or of the strangers who journey in Israel, which separated himself from me, and set up his idol in his mind, and put up the stumbling block of his sin before his face, and come to the seer to inquire of him concerning me. I Yahweh will answer him by my face. Verse 8. I will set my face against that man, and I will make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people. And you shall know that I am Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 I'll take the connection in your phone. You're kind of doing a little breaking up a little bit. Doing a little breaking up there, Hill. But uh, I want you to come back and um, take a, a look at that verse 7. Because um, if something was in that verse 7, and uh, I want to take another little shot at that verse 7. What does it say again in that verse 7 there, Hill? 14, verse 7, or Exodus, of Ezekiel 14, 7. Um, pick that up in your line, because right now, WCC fan, we got a, uh, it got a little microphone problem. So what we do, we'll wait until he, he straightens up and it'll be back, ready to go short, shortly. So, young line, pick up that 14, Verse number seven, until I hear to get back here. Come on. 14, seven, what does it say? The book of Ezekiel is here, chapter 14, verse seven. For every one of the family of Israel, or of the stranger, that should journey in Israel, would separate himself from me, and set up his idols in his mind, and put it the stumbling block of his sin before his face, and come into the sea. So he quiet of him concerning me. I, Yahweh, will answer him by myself. You see so you see the, the order of things is that Yahweh, he specifically deals directly with the seers to get it to the hill. So that's how he operates. He operates sound in that verse 7. Let me read out a key point in that verse 7. It says, the last four lines, and come to a seer, a seer, to require of him concerning me, as they talk. I, the Yahweh, will answer him by myself. That's big talk with them. And come to a seer to require of him concerning me, I, the Yahweh, 
I will answer him by myself. So you see that? So we have to, see, we got to be clear that if we break the structure of order in this Bible, don't look for Yahweh to intervene with you. Matter of fact, um, I don't know. I don't think this elder right here. Is this elder right here, uh, bosses of a two Israelite? Is this elder? Who is this bosses of a two Israelite? Who is this? Y'all probably be with you. Bosses of a two Israelite. Come on. Must be one of the camps. Okay, must be one of the camps there. Okay. Bosses of a two Israelite. Okay, good. So now, um, so we found out that in the 14th chapter, verse number seven, that big that was that big talk was there. So uh, WCC, let me know when the elder's microphone ready to go. So now, um, mother, 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 now that's a big talk I just heard. So now, mother, even 20th chapter. I gotta make a note of that. Because see, once 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 we understand how the order goes, and then the sixth anointed camp move according to the order of things, ain't ain't nothing that's gonna stop Yahweh from intervening. Although we read earlier, matter of fact, Mother E read that again. Hey, hey Mother E read that again. And that verse called um, 16, verse 7 of Proverbs. Read verse 16, verse 7, that mother E. Let's see what it says. 16, verse number 7. Hey, mother E, what do 16, verse 7 say? Book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 7. Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 7 reads. Book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 7. When a man's way pleases the Yahweh, he maketh his enemies to be at with him. And, see, and, and, and we, can, we have to, other six months, chapter, never forget that. When your ways please Yahweh, he'll make the enemies
which is a man do. He shall even live in them. They polluted my Sabbaths. Then I said, I will pour out my fury upon them to accomplish my anger against them in the wilderness. Verse number 22. Nevertheless, I withdrew my hand and wrought for my name's sake, that it should not be polluted in the sight of the nation. It was so I brought them out. Verse 23. I lifted up my hand unto them, also in the wilderness, that I should scatter them among the nations, disperse them to the countries. Verse 24. Because they have not executed my judgment, but have despised my statutes, and have polluted my Sabbath, and their eyes were after their father's idols. Verse 25. Before I gave them also statutes that were not good, and judgment whereby they should not live. Verse 26. And I polluted them in their own gift, and that they caused to pass through the fire, all that openeth the womb, that I may make them desolate to the end, that they might know that I am Yahweh. Verse 27. The first son of man speaketh to the family of Israel, and said unto them, Thus saith Yahweh, Yet in this your brothers have blasphemed me, that they have committed a trespass against me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And Ellie, you still got a little muffin sound, muffin sound. You still ain't, you still ain't, ain't got that good crisp sound yet. Got a little muffin in there, WCC. You got a little muffin in there. We hear, we heard the grass sound, no doubt about it. But we, we heard a lot of muffin up in there. But he got the message across the grand style. So, um, but what can we do now? See, Yahweh is trying to let us know that what he got written in his Bible, if you want Yahweh to intervene, once you make a vow to something in his Bible and you understand it, uh, once you make a vow to it and you understand this thing, then you got to understand something. If you make a vow, or if you know of something, and you pray it no never mind, look for the consequences to come up on you. Like, for example, we, we, we always use the illustration out of one of the members out of six anointed camps. He was a prominent teacher to be, prominent teacher. But he looked me out of all the eyeballs and said, see, I don't want to be no teacher anymore. I just want to be, you know, I want to be loved by the congregation. So I said, um, bro, you got a calling on you. I mean, you, you can't even worry about being loved of the congregation. You know, you know, you know so if you got the right mindset, you got to step up to the plate. And, and so his wish was out of his mouth is not to be a teacher anymore. But understand something. Uh, get me out there, yo. In the book of Luke, chapter, is that, I want 12, 47, 48. Which one do I want? I want Luke, chapter 12, 47, 48. Is that what I want, yo? Is that what I want? And Luke chapter 12, verse number 47 and 48. Is that what the old seer wants for right now? And Luke chapter 
Let's see what it says in Leviticus chapter 9, verse 1, 30, and 34. What is that, A.O.? The book of Leviticus, chapter 9, verse 1, verse number 30, and verse number 34 reads. book of Leviticus, chapter 9, verse number 1 reads. And it came to pass on the eighth day that Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. Verse number 30. Leviticus 9, verse number 30. Yes. Yeah. 30 and 34. What do 30 and 34 say? No, I have 30. It goes to 24. Oh, okay. Well, we, we'll put that to the side, then, evidently. I'm, I'm, I'm getting wrong vibes in my ear. So, no, I ain't getting wrong vibes in my ear. But, and that numbers, let me, let me peek. Let me peek and see what I need out there numbers, Leo. So now, and that, and that normal, let me kind of take a little piece there, y'all. And that ninth chapter, we read verse number one. Okay, good. We read verse number one. Then, and why, where did I get stuck at? Where did I get stuck at? And that verse one. I'll tell you what, since I got stuck there, I got a strange feeling when I get over to Numbers. I might go in the book of Numbers. I might I might see something that that is going on there, and I get to Numbers. Uh, I tell you what, I'm all over the place. I I try to leave that idea, but I'll double back to that another time. But what it says in Numbers chapter nine. Verse 13 and 14. Now, we were looking at what we call them, we just got to read what you're supposed to do year to year. So now, so year to year, Elder, and that understanding, we're talking year to year. So we talk about feet. Is something you're supposed to keep we So in the ninth chapter, Elder, Let's talk about what is he saying in verse 13 and 14 that, listen, if you know you're a bloodline Israelite and you clear you're a bloodline Israelite, do you know he got something written in his Bible that ain't but one way to get out from under it? And we'll, we'll show you shortly. But he very serious about his business. If you're going to get into that eight-day rest and get that body that's going to be changed and again that eight days, you got to have a better resume than what you have. So the six and all accounts that have the leadership and the rule over those in the congregation, you have to be clear to understand one thing. Yahweh got rules and regulations they gave to his son to get to the angels to get down to the seal. And they can't deviate from this right here. Let's see what it says in the ninth chapter, verse 13 and 14. Let's talk about, let's talk about these feast days just past, Elder. Elder Yahweh Israel, 9, 13 and 14, what it says? The book of Numbers, chapter 9, 
Verse 13, verse 14 reads. Book of Numbers 9, verse number 13. But the man that is clean and is not in a journey and forbears to keep the feast, even the same person shall be cut off from among his people, because he brought not the offering of Yahweh in his appointed season. That man shall bear his sin. Verse 14. And if a stranger shall sojourn among you, it will keep the feast unto Yahweh, according to the ordinance of the feast, according to the manner thereof. So shall they do. You shall have one ordinance, both for the stranger and for him that was born in the land. Mm-hmm. Because in the 15th chapter there, you know, verse 11 and 14, see this man got a lot of responsibilities on his shoulder. So if this man that is not in a journey and just gonna uh, ignore the feast that's in this Bible, do you know not only that you condemn yourself, but we gonna find out you might condemn everybody that's connected to you. We might find this out. I don't know. But this man got to understand something, but this man uh, must be a uh, young man. He got to be a 37 verse 12 of the rock. This man must understand his responsibility by being a 37 verse 12. What do you say that young man, brother Titus? Hallelujah, the book of Sirach, chapter 37, verse 12 reads, But be continually with a Yahweh man, who you know it, to keep the commandments, laws, and statutes, and judges of Yahweh, whose mind is according to your mind, and will sorry with you if you shall miscarry. If that happens, then he right there with you. Remember, we, we talked about the, one of the members out of the sixth on the camp say, I don't want to be a teacher no more. Okay. Much is given is much required. So now this man got to understand what Elder get ready to read. This Yahweh man got to understand what is written in the 16th chapter, verse 11 and 14. Hey, Elder, y'all got Israel. What's written in that we can read in the book called Deuteronomy 16, verse 11 and 14. What does it say? Book of Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse number 11, verse number 14 reads. Book of Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse number 11 reads. That shall rejoice before Yahweh, you, your son and your daughter, your manservant, your maidservant, the Levites that are within your gate and the strangers, the fatherless and the widows that are among you, and the place of Shekwah chosen, the place is named there. Verse 14, that to rejoice in thy feet, you, your son, your daughter, your manservant, your maidservant, the Levites, the stranger and the fatherless, and the widows that are within your gates. Mm-hmm. So, the problem for the family to get the blessing, 
the young quality father must understand his responsibility. Because in Sirach chapter 3, 9 through 11, let's talk about it else. In Sirach chapter 3, 9 through 11. The book of Sirach, chapter 3, verse number 9 to 11 reads, Sirach, chapter 3, verse number 9 reads, For the blessing of the father establishes the family of the children, but the curse of the mother would have out foundations. Verse number 10, I will not in the dishonor of thy father, for thy father's dishonor is not honor unto thee. Verse number 11. For thou no remain from the honor of his father, and a mother in dishonor is a reproach to the children. Mm-hmm. Now let's get a case in point. Let's get a case in point, Daniel. We're going to uh, the book of Hosea, chapter 7, verse 1, and we'll skip down 10 through 13. Let's get a case in point. Does everything have a case in point to it? That's why we are the six and nine camps is in position. We got to be in position for when the floodgates come all over the known world and sit down at the temple site of Camp One, South Carolina. Camp six, South Carolina. Camp five, more. Um, Maryland, Camp 4, Detroit, Camp 3, Kankakee, Camp 2, Springfield, and this camp. We got to make sure we make a Bible decision regardless of whatever the circumstance is, and that's what's so important about these feast days, when you be able to sit around your brothers and sisters and then you better examine them and see where can you help them in. You might have some in the dietary. You might have something in relationships. You might have some to show them that you got to make sure you got your fringes on. So it's all about what you see out of your eyes to receive what Yahweh got in this book. That's very important. Now, in 7 verse 1 there, Elder, we sit down 10 through 13. Let's see what we can read, how things can escalate. And, and maybe the family had no idea of it. But things can escalate if the Yahweh man don't remain a Yahweh man, even if somebody put a briefcase before you and it's full of, Money, and then you start speaking in tongues behind that money. Don't don't let money be your ruin. Make sure you follow the instructions and understand you be tried with whatever you love the most. Some people love money, and that's what they try you at. Seven verse one, ten through thirteen. Elder Yahweh Israel, come out. The book of Hosea. The book of Joshua, chapter seven, verse number one reads. Book of Joshua, chapter 7, verse 1, verse number 10 to 13. Verse number 1, Joshua 7, verse 1 reads, 
But the family of Israel committed a trespass in their cursed thing for Akon, the son of Kami, the son of Zadik, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took up the accursed thing, and the anger of Yahweh was kindled against the family of Israel. Verse number 10. Yahweh said unto Joshua, Get thee up, what for lies thou thus upon thy face. Verse number 11. Israel have sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. But they have taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen, and disassembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. Verse number 12. Therefore the family of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turn their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed from among you. Verse 13. Sanctify uh, the people and say, Sanctify yourself against tomorrow, for thus serve Yahweh of Israel. There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemy until you take away the accursed thing from among you. You see, the accursed thing can be among you, and you don't recognize the sign of the time, and you don't, and you don't make no move in leadership. Then Yahweh will hold back the shower of the blessing on you. Just like the young man said, I don't want to be a teacher anymore. Because he want to stay in good in good eyes with the, with the, with the, the winners of the six and on the camp. You can't go in this thing for that kind of reason. You got to make sure you clear that you got a calling on you, and you have to be in position to study this Bible. And when this Bible tells you this is the way to go, that's the end of it. Now, what is his name? What did he do? And all we need is um, two lines in verse 21. What did he do in verse 20? What did he do to Yahweh forbid him not to do it in verse 21? The book of Joshua is Yeah, give me two lines. The book of Joshua is Verse number 21 reads, When I saw among the spoils, a goodly Babylonian, Babylonian garment. What he seen, what this man seen, was a beautiful, worldly outfit. He seen a worldly outfit that Yahweh made it plain that the children of Israel um, can't be like them. He says, uh, young man, he said number 15, 15, and 29. He made up a profound statement, young man, and number 15, 15, 16, and 29. This is what he says to Moses to tell Aaron to get to the children of Israel. Number 15, verse 15, 16, and 29. What do he say? Hallelujah, the book of Numbers, chapter 15, verse 15, 16, and 29. The book of Numbers, chapter 15, verse 15, read. What are they? 
should be both for you of uh, the congregation of Israel and also for the stranger that should journey with you in order forever in your generation. As you are, so should the stranger be before Yahweh. Verse 16. One law and one matter shall be shall be for you and for the stranger that should journey with you. Verse 29 reads, you shall have one law for him that sinneth through ignorance, both for him that is born among the children of Israel and for the stranger that should journey among you. So what is that one law that the children of Israel must know in 
Babylonian garment. So you know what color it was? It was purple. It was purple with no fringes on it, or purple with fringes on it. Purple. But it was a beautiful Babylonian garment. Probably purple. No fringes on it. He took it anyway. But Elmo, what happened when he taken that garment and the seventh chapter, verse 13, because Yahweh's business is the children of Israel. What happened again in, in the book of Hosea, chapter 7, verse 13? What happened again? Verse 13. The book of Hosea, the, the book of Joshua, chapter 7, verse number 13 reads, book of Joshua 7, verse 13. Up, sanctify the people, and say, sanctify yourself in this tomorrow. But they say, Yahweh of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. Mm-hmm. He said, You can't stand before your enemies. And, and you're still breaking up there a little bit. You got a little muffle sound, you're breaking up. And by do, I know we hear you. But it's just, it's just the impact. The impact. We do hear you in grand style. But we know that the big dignitary would uh, tingle. They would tingle the, the lines every now and then. But what did Joshua say in verse 12 behind that hill? He made a he made a final statement in verse 12. What did he say? The book of Joshua 7, verse number 12 reads, Therefore the family of Israel could not stand before their enemies. But turn their backs before their enemies, because they were a curse. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed from among you. You hear the man say it? You hear what he's saying? He said, I'm not going to be with you anymore, children of Israel. Because if you're not going to follow what I got written in this Bible, don't look for me to be among you anymore. Now, Mother Eve, he made it plain in the seventh chapter, Mother Eve, of Matthew 21 down to verse 23. He said, hey, Mother Eve, he made a profound statement once he came into the body. See, now, you're not going to do my vow, but you know my name. Okay? But look what he says about this, by you knowing the bold letters is his name. No, it's saying 2031 of St. John, life is in the name. So you know all that, no doubt about it. But look what he says to his disciples, the followers of Yahweh, in Matthew 7, 21, down at verse 23. Hey, hey Mo what is that we can read in Matthew 7, 21, down at verse 23? What do you say? Book Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 23. Verse 21, not everyone that says unto me, Yahweh, Yahweh, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. 22, many will say to me in that day, Yahweh, Yahweh, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name, have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. 23. 
and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity, sin. Mm-hmm. Give me another verse, Mother. Give me one more. You don't come, so I'm out here. Another verse. What did it say? Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, he said, Ever hear these sayings of mine, and do it then. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. So, when you hear these fans, when you hear, you check your family to make sure you you live by, you lead your family, and you become wise when you put that in order. Sticking on the camera. You understand that? So you sit there in order. Quiet. He said, I like to a wise man that when you look out and understand the will of Yahweh, and you see this thing going on in your family, then when you correct it, he said, what again in verse 24, Mother? Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever hears these things of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which buildeth his house upon a rock. That's big talk, Mother. So, mm. and that's what we have to do, and that's what is so important about them feast they just had. The ones that did show up in the sixth and account, we want to make sure we want to, although we will be talking to every leader of it, how did it go all the way? I got great reports. But did you correct anything according to what was said, Mother, in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse number 1 and 2? In the book of Habakkuk, Mother, in the book of Habakkuk, Mother, let's see when the seer was on the clock, Mother. In Habakkuk, chapter 2, can you have those see out in 2 verse 1 and 2? 2 verse 1, 2, and I'm back. Let's see what it says in 2 verse 1 and 2, Moses. Rebecca, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Rebecca, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Rebecca, chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 2. I will stand upon my watch and set and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Verse 2. And the Yahweh answered me and said, Right. Write the vision and make it plain unto the table that ye may run that readeth it. So, what, what I want to know 
is when you collect a family member or one of the members of the position on the council, what do they respond? Do they receive it and take the correction, or do they always have a comment? That's what I want to know. How did they receive correction once you've shown soundly that this is not the way? We have to do things according to his Bible, or do said no never mind. Now, look, if he said no never mind, that's in leadership. In Numbers chapter 5, verse 1 and 17, can you help them see out, mother? Hey, mother, can you help them see out in Numbers chapter, I mean, Leviticus chapter 5? Verse 1 and 17. Okay. Can you help me out, Marie? Let me get that. 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 Let me get all right, uh, young lion, make it, uh, I mean, mother, make it, make it that young lion, that's what it's all about. Chapter 5, verse 1 and 17, uh, you don't see out, and 5, verse 1 and 17, what is that, love? This is chapter 5, verse 1 and 17, and chapter 5. And verse 17. Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1. If it's no sin, and here's the voice of friend, and give a witness, whether he has seen or known of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear his sin. Verse 17. And if they sow sin, they commit in of these things, which are forgiven, to be done by the commandment of the Yahweh, though which is not yet is guilty, and they bear the sin. Now, my mother, I heard that, but I heard some background noise, but it wasn't coming from you. Well, I don't know where that background noise is coming from, mother. I'm going to find out where that background noise, where did it come from? I heard you in Grandstown. But that background noise with WTC, he said that background noise came from Elder Yaga Israel. That's where the background noise came from. All right, WCC. Well, Council Church, that noise is coming from Elder Yaga Israel. That's where it's coming from. Okay, y'all, you got something some, some in the background really kind of... Uh, 
And, and Yahweh turned the bitterness of his anger because of what? According to two lines in verse 21. Why did he turn Elder the bitterness of his anger? According to two lines in verse 21. Verse 21. The book of Joshua, chapter 7, verse 21. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment. You see that? So Yahweh told him in the seventh chapter, verse 10 and 11, what, so what did he tell him of uh, the war that's in leadership in the seventh chapter, verse 10 and 11? What did he tell him in verse 10 and 11, 17 and 11? The book of Joshua 7, verse 17, verse 7, 11 reads, book of Joshua 7, Verse number 10. And Yahweh said unto Joshua, Get thee up, for for there is thy verse upon thy face. Verse number 11. Israel have sinned, and they have, com- and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen, and deceived also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. Uh, what, 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 what do you tell you to do in verse 10 again? What do you say in verse 10? The book of Joshua 7, verse number 10. And I quote unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore lies thy dust upon thy face. He's, 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 he's why are you, you even praying now? He's why are you even praying to me? Why are you doing it? Let's precept that 28 verse 9 now. Take a look at, see, can we read some of his will? In the 
in the 16th chapter of Leviticus. Now, what we're going looking for is coming his will. In the 16th chapter, Elder, we're going to look at a verse called 30 and 34. I tell you what, let's uh, look at verse 21 just to make it sound. We're going to look at verse 21. Yeah, let's get down to verse 30 and 34 in the 16th chapter of Leviticus. You can look at some of his will. What is some of his will that we can read in Leviticus 16, verse 21? Then we'll skip down to verse 30 and 34. Let's talk about the elder. Come on. The book of Leviticus, chapter 16, verse number 21, verse number 30, and verse 34 reads Leviticus 16, verse 21. And Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the sins of the family of Israel and all their transgressions and all their sins. Put them upon the head of the goat and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. Verse number 30. For on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you that you may be clean from all your sins before Yahweh. Verse 34, There should be an everlasting statue unto you to make an atonement for the family of Israel for all their sins once a year. And he did as Yahweh commanded Moses. Uh, read verse 30 again now, El. The book of Leviticus 16, verse number 30 reads, for on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you, that you may be clean from all your sins before your time. What day? 9 verse 1. What day? Leviticus 16, verse 30. Verse 30 
and 34 again. I got to hear that because I got to do some precepting on that to show you how it's, how it's so important that leadership got to understand that those that are in the congregation of the on account, this is big business because this is a shadow of the big one. He says in verse 30 and 34, what again? Book of Leviticus, chapter 16, verse number 30, verse number 34 reads. Book of Leviticus 16, verse number 30. On that day, the priest make an atonement for you, cleanse you, that you may be clean from all your sins before you Verse 34. There shall be an everlasting to you to make an atonement for the children, family of Israel, for all their sins. Once a year, and he did it just by commanded Moses. So once a year, you have to make sure you're in that number once a year for Yahweh to cleanse you through the anointed leadership that he passed down to Moses, the, the Yahweh, the owl, unto the seer. And the seer have this ability to pass it on, Elder. See the precept there in Second Kings to show you that the seer has that power in his hands today. And Second Kings chapter nine, the elders. Now, that's how the spirit of Yahweh works. See, you what we don't, what we don't understand something that our job is to make sure you understand. It's up to you to apply it. But we're gonna talk about a certain man. They're gonna tell you who this certain man is in nine one. We're gonna read a little bit and and, and watch them give instructions. Of course, in Second Kings nine one, let's read a little bit, Elder. Let's see if we bring out all these good nuggets in nine one, and we'll keep reading till we get our point. What it says in Second Kings nine one. The book of Second Kings nine, verse number one reads, And Elisha, the seer, called one of the children of the seer and said unto him, Grab your loin and take this box of oil in thy hand. And go to Ramah Gilead. Verse number two. And when thou comest thither, look out there at Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in and make him arise up from among his brethren, and carry him to an inner chamber. Verse number three. Then take the box of oil, pour it on his head, and say, The son of I have a mighty king over Israel. Then open the door and flee and tarry not. Verse number four. So the young man, even the young man, the seer, went to Ramah Gilead. Verse number five. And when he came, behold, the captain of the host was sitting. And he said, Have an errand to thee, O captain. And Jehu said unto which of us, which of all us? And he said, To thee, O captain. Verse number six, and he arose and went into the house, and he poured the oil on his head, and said unto him, The Savior of Israel, 
I have anointed king over the people of Yahweh, even over Israel. Good. But, but, but hold on now, y'all. So this young man, according to verse 1, was who? Who was this young man according to 9-1 again? According to 9-1? One, one of the children of the seers. Hey. So he was... Um, Matter of fact, now let's, let's, let's find out exactly who we were in 9, verse 22. Let's, I mean, let's go to 6, verse 22. Let's see if we can find out exactly who we were by going to Numbers 6, 22. The book of Numbers, chapter 6, number 22 reads, Book of Numbers 6, verse number 22. Book of Numbers 6, verse 22. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 23, Speak unto Aaron and to his son, saying, On this wise shall you bless the children of Israel, saying unto them. Hey, hey. So they got the order thing. So this, this young man was an elder, and, and he was up under the authority of the elder, he was, um, he was, he was, I mean, he was about the authority of the seer. So he was one of the children of the seer. So that put him in that elder position. So he had the ability to pass on the blessing that came from the seer, that came from the angels, that came from the son, that came from the father. So that same thing we tell you. You had an opportunity in these six anointed camps to get that blessing. Now, but you didn't get the blessing. Then guess what happened in St. John 941? Hey, uh, hey, Marie, that's, hey, Marie, what happened in St. John 941? By, by six anointed camps, you got to be clear when you talk with the congregation by them not getting the blessing of the oil on them. Let's see what we can read, Mother, in 941 of, of St. John. The book of St. John, chapter 9, verse 41. That what said unto them, if you were blind, you should have no sin. But you say, we see, therefore your sins remain. So, Mother, those that did not that understand what was going on did not receive the blessing from the one that was in leadership out of the six locations. According to their sin, according to verse 9, 41. What's going on, Mother? According to 941, what can we pick out according to their sins that you would not see the blessing of receiving the oil from the sixth anointed camp? According to verse 41, what can you pick out when you look directly at those that did not receive the blessing? What can you look at, Mother, in verse 941. Okay, this verse is saying, 
That was said unto them, if you were blind, you should have no sins. So, and it also said, uh, but now you say, now you say, we see, therefore you are sin for nine. So what, what you get out of that, mother? What you get out of that? You want the young line up, break that down, you won't get a good shot at it. What you get out? So what? What is? What you get out of that? That nine forty-one. Uh, you want to see the young line kind of clean up real good, uh, unless you want to go and clean up yourself. What you get out of that nine forty-one for the national audience? Now, okay. 941 is said, uh, if you blind, you should have no sins. So if you if you don't understand, you don't have no sins. If you don't know it, you don't have no sins. But uh-huh. if you say, we see, therefore your sins remain. So you saying that you understand, so your sins remain. That you Hello, your sin is on the clock. Now, give me, give me Numbers nine thirteen, mother. Give me Numbers nine thirteen. Let's see if we tighten it up a little bit. Numbers nine thirteen. So if you say, well, I know that I'm supposed to been to one of the locations of the section on the campus to receive the oil because anyone that can have the blessing of course the second season, 9-1 that's been given by the fear to the other elders, to the Elysium. But I chose not to make no move to now one of them. That means your sins remain and probably you'll be able to make it to this time next year. Because the sins remain. You don't have no clean slot. Your sins remain. So now, Mother, and number 913, you have to see out of 913, Mother. No. In the book of Numbers, chapter 9, verse 13. But the man that is clean and is not in a journey and forbears to keep the Passover. Even the make make it to be. Let make it to be. So he he didn't want to come and get his anointing. That can hold him over from year to year. So he didn't want to come to lead his family in to make sure they have the blessing of the Bible. What happened, mother? Okay. Even that soul shall be cut off from among his people, because he brought not the offering of the Yahweh in his appointed season. That man shall bear his sins. And, and not only going to bear his sins, but mother, who also go down with this man? Who also go down with him according to what the elder read? What, what effect do this happen? when the man do not make that move with those in his family on these eight days or any of these people, what really happens, mother, to the 
don't uh, teach us uh, peace in his family. Uh, okay. They all go down together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And see, that's the part that we have to make sure it's clear to understand the six and nine camps. The only way you're going to see up on the Yahweh's wheel, because one day you might need it to take. And Mother already read, he said, well, you, you can know my name all you want. But he's looking at what part you're doing of his law. Yahweh. So that's what he's going to be looking at. Now, give me one more, Mother, to St. John, and make it First John, chapter 1, 8 down to verse 10. And that First John, the right side of the book, get those feet out. And First John, chapter 1, verse 8 down to verse 10. Let's see what it says, Mother, we can read. First John, right side of the book, chapter 1, 8 down to verse 10. What is that? Okay. First John, chapter 1, verse 8 to 10. John chapter 1, verse 8 to 10. Okay. First John. First John chapter 1, verse 8 to 10. First John chapter 1, verse 8. If we said that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, but we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10, if we said that we have no sin, we make him a lie, and his word is not in us. That's good talk, Mother. You might read that again. Take your time, Mother. You, you, I, mean, I know you laid out a grand style. You might have just, you read that with conviction. That was a powerful reading you did. But something needs to be read again, Mother. Because a lot of times, you know, we, we think we just, um, we own something. But I'm telling you something. All things gonna stand is his word. You gotta make sure you understand his word. Cause just as you up one day, y'all walk out the ability to remove them hands from them. One eight down to verse ten again says what mother? Uh Saint John chapter one, verse eight to ten. Verse eight. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10. If we said that we have no sin, we make it him a lie, and his word is not in us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, your testimony, it ain't going to add up. 
See, we got a stance on your testimony. It's no, it's no good. Because if you got to look at the Bible, your testimony is no good. If you if you don't follow what the Bible is saying, your testimony is no count. That's the point we make. If we ain't doing his will, that means your testimony is no count. That's what he's saying. See, you gotta understand something. If you're not doing his will, then your testimony is no count. Because you let something get in the way of you doing his will. Then your testimony is not good. Get a precept on that, mother. We're going to First John. All oh, we are ready in one. Go to the second chapter, and we're picking up the first number. Three. Just go right to the second chapter, pick up three, and we'll take it out on the verse number eight. So you got to understand this in the six month account. Listen to me. Those in leadership, if you're not doing the will of Yahweh according to this Bible. Then your testimony in the eyes of Yahweh is stricken from his ears. You just could not love the word to yourself. You got to make sure you're doing his will. Because your testimony is not accepted in, in the eyes of Yahweh. It might be accepted in the eyes of flesh, but it's not accepted in the eyes of Yahweh unless you do his will. Now, in First John chapter two, mother, Peter was bound by three down to verse number seven. Let's see what it says in First John chapter two, three down to verse seven. What does it say, Emma? Read the book of First John chapter two, verse three to seven. And hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. Verse 4, he that said, I know him, and keepeth not his commandment is a lie, and the truth is not in him. Verse 5, but whosoever keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of Yahweh cursed. Hereby know we that we are in him. Verse 6, he that said, he abide in him, alters himself also to walk, even as he walks. Mm-hmm. Verse 7. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye have, which ye have, which ye heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. So it's so it's nothing new about it. But my mother that word is well, kind of the better in verse number four is you are a liar. You are light. You know how you can call a person a liar. You are light. Okay. That word is you are light. That means your testimony is no good because you're not you're not keeping 
What he got written in his Bible, your testimony is no good. It's no good. And that's got to be clearly understood that if you're not keeping the law, statutes, and commandments, your testimony is no good. We again up in 3 verse 4, and we get down to verse 4, that word, are you a liar? You are a liar. That what he's saying. Let's read again in 2 verse 3 and 4. Uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 and verse 4. Hereby we do know that we know him, that we keep his commandments. Verse 4. He that says, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a lie, and the truth is not in him. No, he's a liar, mother. He's not a liar. 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 You're a liar. You're a liar. That's what he's saying, mother. He's saying you're a liar. Not just a lie. He's saying you're a liar. That's what he's saying, mother. So now you can read that verse again and see if you set that word a little bit past the L I E. And put liar. I believe you can bring it out real good, that mother. Read verse 4 again. Okay. First John chapter 2, verse 4. He just said, I know him, and keep not his commandments. It's a liar, and the truth is not in him. All right. We'll, we'll accept that, mother. You're a liar. So this is six hundred counts. You gotta watch these things. See, you can't worry about the feelings you hurt because you want to get in the kingdom. If you know that what you're looking at is not Bible wise, it's up to you. You understand one thing? You are lying the truth and in because this is serious business here. As a matter of fact, we bring the other young line in. He tell you who all bring this broadcast on, and he, he came on today. So I, I guess he said, "See, I, I got a message. I want to tell you who all carry this broadcast all over the known world." So uh, let me get that microphone, and I'm one of them up and coming young teachers out of Camp One. So I want to holler that microphone myself. So from Makai, Tribe Yaka Judah, that's why I did that see right. Yahweh bless you. Yeah. Us, bro. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, young line. Uh, well, we see you. You came on. Uh, you came on stage and um uh, and um. Are you uh, are you coming on stage peacefully? Peacefully? You coming peacefully there, young line? Hallelujah. Well, That means you'll give me a verse about the, the young lion doing the roaring. So I want to hear that. For the last Lord here, uh, when I do say that to you, you always give me a verse about what the young lion doing the roaring at. What about that young lion? We're going to the book of Psalms. Verse number 21. Book of Psalms, chapter 104, verse 21 reads The young lion roared at the and seek their meat from Yahweh. 
like you say, you can type in those keys right there on any one of our um, broadcasts that we'll be tuning in on. Uh, just type it down at the bottom, and we'll get back with you. But if you need to call in, for those who like to call in and ask a question, um, the phone number is 224-600-5579. Once again, if you want to ask a question or comments, call in to the international phone line at 224-600-5579. And we're going to make sure that we can answer your question according to Thus Says Yahweh. Remember, write down your notes. Ask your questions by calling in to the international phone line, and we'll be prepared to take care of our business and do our part. And we say hallelujah. One more thing I want to add to this, um, and I'm letting the national audience know what, what our broadcast that we'll be carried under, um, is we have a TikTok page. We're getting ready to set up. We're working out all the, the tweets and trying to figure it all out, how which direction we're going to come with and prepare for the TikTok page as well at D-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H. Once again, the TikTok page at Z-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H, and that'll be coming up real soon. And as we get done programming and getting everything all squared away, we'll have to let you all know that it's up and running. That's just as well as we did with the Facebook page and the YouTube page and the Talk page. So we just want you all to know that we're trying to reach out to the 12 tribes of Israel. We are pro-12 tribes of Israel, starting with the Royal Sea tribe, Y-H-D-H, Yada, for Shemitic Judah. Yada, Judah. All right. Over to you, Sears, Royal Sea, Roy. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Because uh, the young mind understand that uh, Israel is the reason why you, you brought all that announcement in, because of Matthew 24, verse 12 down to verse 14. It was the reason you brought that in. Let's see what we can get out of young Lion Micaiah in the 24th chapter, verse 12 through 14. What can we get out of that, Matthew 24, 12 to 14? All right, we're going over to the book of Matthew. We're going to read chapter 24. And we want to read verse 12 down to verse number 14. The book of Matthew, 12 down to verse 14, verse 12 reads. And because sin shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Verse 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. 14. And this covenant of the kingdom shall be taught in all the world a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. Mm-hmm. So this covenant that we bring in the 69 camp, you got to be taught everywhere. They got to understand yeah. what this man yeah. saying, yeah. how important and the 69 camp got to be clear in St. John 6, 26-29, y'all mind? And we'll get back with our yellow. And St. John 6, Verse 26 through 29. What does it say there, young lion? We're going over to the book of St. John, chapter 6, verse 26 down to verse number 29. The book of St. John, chapter 6, verse 26 down to verse number 29. The book of St. John, chapter 6, verse 26 reads, Yahweh the Son answered them and said, Truly, truly, I say unto you, 
ye seek me, not because ye saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perish, but for the meat which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath Yahweh the Father sealed. Verse 28. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of Yahweh? 29. Yahweh the Son answered and said unto them, This is the work of Yahweh, that you believe on him whom he has sent. Mm-hmm. So the works of Yahweh is believe on him that one he sent. Uh, we, I, I didn't really hear, and, I, and Mother said, I, I didn't hear it myself, 26 years now, because I heard Mother, and I don't think Mother heard it. And 626, read again now, Yolanda. The book of St. John, chapter 6, verse 26, read. Yahweh the Son answered them and said, Truly, truly, I say unto you, you seek me, not because ye see the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were fixed. Mm-hmm. So you, and that's why Mother read earlier that your testimony can be no count if the only reason that you is participating is because the load and being built. Huh. And, and that's what Mother read about your testimony is no count. You don't make sure you're doing the Bible, your testimony is no count. If you're not doing the Bible and annoy, at least you've got to recognize that. That you got to understand. Exactly what Yahweh is saying. We gotta do this real what you testimony to be. Now um Ayo, let's run back and and look what he says in the book of Job. Ayo. Yah Israel. Let's see what he says in the book of what's that book of Samuel first. Book of First Samuel chapter twenty five. Verse number thirty five reads. Book of First Samuel twenty five, verse thirty five. So David received of her hand that which she had brought him and said unto her, Go up in peace to thine house. She have hearkened to thy voice, and have accepted thy person. Yeah. So, so we're going to find out what did you receive at the hand and the heard the voice and accept thy person. What is it? What is it? What is it, what is it trying to say? We're going to see can do a little precept on that. Let's stop by the book of Job, Intercard, boy, and let's see if we precept this down and find out what what has just been accepted by thy hand, and thou have been accepted thy person. Can we run that down a little bit, Ill? Let's see the Bible unfold itself in the book of Job 42, verse 8 and 10. What is that, I.L.? Job 42, 8 and 10. The book of Job, chapter 42, 
verse number 8, and verse number 10 reads, Book of Job, chapter 42, verse number 8. If I take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourself a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you, for him will I accept. He shall deal with you after your folly, and that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job. Verse number 10. And Yahweh turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, Yahweh gave Job twice as much as he had before. So, I mean, you got to recognize when a person's testimony is not counting, you got to recognize a person not out of order because when you make the proper move, Yahweh bless you for making the proper move. You can't worry about hurting nobody's feelings. You got to understand something. You can't get the blessing of Yahweh. He'll put you in a position to see what you respond to. Hey, your testimony ain't no count. Well, why ain't gonna accept that what you saying? Because if mama read, the mother read that, that if you're not keeping, and not that hell already, if you're not keeping the law of Yahweh, your testimony and your prayers are bonding to Yahweh. So we, you got to say these things. That's a big verse. Now in Ezekiel, Elder, and we get a closing statement out behind this, Elder, in the 43rd chapter, verse 26 and 27, and then we'll close out the Elder and and we'll run it out, we run on down through the neon line. And Ezekiel 43, Elder, verse 26 and 27. Hey, Elder, y'all got Israel. Let's see if we understand the responsibility. But before you read that, Elder, back up and look at Second Chronicles 15, 12, and 13 to walk our way into this Ezekiel. Let's see what's going on in Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 12 and 13. What does it say there? The book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 15, verse number 12 and 13 reads, book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 15, verse number 12 reads, 2 Chronicles 15, verse number 12 reads, book of 2 Chronicles 15, verse 12. They entered into a covenant to seek Yahweh of their fathers with all their mind and with all their strength. So, verse 13, that whosoever will not seek Yahweh of Israel should be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. Verse number 14, 2 Chronicles 15, verse number 14. They swear to Yahweh with a loud voice, and with a shouting, and with trumpets, and with coronets. Verse 15. And all Yahweh and Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their mind, and so they with their whole desire, and he was found to them, and Yahweh gave them rest round about. Verse number 16. Now, so concerning Makkah, the mother of Asaph, the king, he removed her from being queen because she had made an idol in a grove. And Asaph cut down her idol, stepped it, and burned it at the brook Kidron. Verse 17. But the high priest would not speak it. Hey, Elder, 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 Elder
Chronicles 15, verse number 15 reads, And all that got Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their mind, and saw them with their whole desire, and he was found of them, and Yahweh gave them rest round about. So when you do Yahweh's will, you know, Yahweh got a rest for you round about. So that's the point you try to get yourself in to Yahweh's rest. You know, so you that's what you want. But the only way you'll get his rest, you have to make sure you're tied hip with those that can seek Yahweh with all they might. Then Yahweh got a rest for you. Now what he got a rest for you. Now, it'll back up to I'll go forward to Ezekiel forty three. And we'll look at verse 26 and 27. What it says in um, Ezekiel 43, verse 26 and 27. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 43, verse number 26 and verse 27 reads, Ezekiel 43, verse 26. Seven days shall they purge the altar and purify it, and they shall consecrate themselves. Verse 27, when these days are expired, it shall be that upon the eighth day and so forward, the priest shall make your burnt offerings upon the altar and your peace offering, and I will accept you, save your quiet. See, all the way you're going to be accepted, you have to be anointed by the six anointed camp on the day appointed in this book. Then Yahweh said, once you have been anointed, then what's the key word he said on doing 27? Once you've been anointed, you complete it through, and then on the eighth day, what did Yahweh say, Elder? What, what in verse 27 that Yahweh going to do if we've done it the way he said in order? What did he say he's going to do? According to verse 27. Look at Ezekiel chapter 43, verse 27. And I will accept you, save Yahweh. Hey. So, and Exodus 13, 1 and 10, the close thing they other, and, and Moses, we're going to bring Moses in and give up commentary. See, I'm, I'm ready to say something now. I got enough written down. You'll talk for quite a long time. So let me get in there and get my commentary. All right, Mother Z. Uh, Exodus chapter 13, verse 1 and 10. What does it say, Elder? Exodus 13, verse 1, verse number 10. Exodus 13, verse 1. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse number 10, Thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance and this season from year to year. You see the man saying, see, we got to keep these statutes, laws, and commandments was written in this Bible, and we got to do it year to year, and we got to, when we stroll in, 
to get that anointing, that getting that gasoline filled back in our in our spiritual understanding. Yahweh give us a he give us uh whatever we have did and came short on, you receive that anointing and he will blot it out. That's why it's so important for you to hit them six anointing. Now you got a whole year on pins and needles. Because when you didn't get that blessing and that oil from leadership out of the six anointing camp, you got to make it the best way you can. That make it the best way you can. But that's why y'all made it plain. For you to be accepted, that means you got to rehearse this righteous act. How? From year to year. Long as you know that year comes up when the bigger 23 come in, you got to do that from year to year to be accepted. But, the, but, the, but by the way, he tell you to do it, and how he tell you to do it is written in the Bible. Oh, God, God, he is read. Ask him again. Now, what you what kind of statement or comment or what you want to tell the national audience? You're on the clock for your closing statement. They all come out. To the twelve tribes of Israel, spreaded to the four corners of the globe, Yahweh be with you, and Yahweh bless you. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Now you don't see the best of this broadcast in my eyes. When Mother Z give a commentary to the national audience of what I said, or whatever that Yahweh put on her to tell you on the international side. So when you meet the mother with a loud voice, Mother Z, Kyle Yah God Judah, one of the mothers out of Camp One, hey Mother E, Mother Z, Mother Z, Yahweh bid you that see right. Mother Z, Yahweh bid you that see right. What's wrong with the microphone there? I ain't hearing Mosey. Uh, young lions, are you y'all hearing Mosey? Oh, sir. Yeah. Hey, Lee, why we don't hear? We don't hear Mosey. We don't hear. Okay, hallelujah. Well, all right. So, um, I don't know what's going on at at Mosey. Hey, 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 Mother E. Hey, Mother E, um, is your microphone, is Mother E microphone still hooked up? Hey, Mother E, got my BCC right here. Mother E? Okay, well, if your microphone come back on, what you saying, WCC? We are working on her microphone. We are having up before the broadcast. All right. So, um, brothers, and that's why it's so important to understand something. You want your testimony acceptable. So now, Brother Titus, in Acts 5, 1 through 11, can you inform, see what happened to the tribe of Judah from Zorah? By him, 
done a worldly thing and forgot they've been anointed to be a Yahweh man, he took that that uh, warrior garment of the world and brought it in his possession. And then we found out the whole family went down behind him. Everything tried, that's why it's so important for you got to understand a Yahweh man have great responsibility. That's why a Yahweh woman got to make sure that man is doing the Bible because it's going to cause you problems that you might not need. We'll get a case in point in Acts 5, 1 through 11. Let me tell you what kind of problems it can cause if that Yahweh man don't apply this Bible at the time appointed that's written in the Bible. If you was reading in Acts chapter 5, 1 through 11, Brother Titus, Take your time, take a look at Acts chapter 5, 1 through 11. What do you say? Hallelujah. The book of Acts chapter 5, verse 1 down to verse 11. Acts chapter 5, verse 1 read. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. Verse 2. And kept back the tenth part of the price. His wife also being privately to it. And brought a certain Paul, it laid it at the apostles' feet. Verse 3, But Peter said, Ananias, Why has Satan filled your mind and lashed to the righteous spirit and to keep back the tenth part of the price of the land? Verse 4, Why it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not your own power? Why did you conceive this thing in your mind? You have not lied to man, but unto Yahweh. Verse 5, and Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the breath. And great fear came on them all, on all them that heard these things. Verse 6. And a young man arose, wound him up, carried them out, and buried him. Verse 7. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. Verse 8. But Peter answered to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. Verse 9. But Peter said unto her, How is it that you have agreed together to tip the spirit of Yahweh? Behold, the feet of them which have buried your husband are at the door, and she carried you out. Verse 10. Then, then fell she down straightway at his feet. And yielded up the yielded up the breath, and a young man came in and found her dead, and carried her forth, buried her by her husband. Verse eleven. And great fear came upon all the church, all the congregation of Israel, and upon as many that heard these things. Mm-hmm. I wonder why fear came upon them. Why uh, that verse eleven, young lion. Why did fear come up on them? Do, uh, why, why do you think fear came up on them according to verse 11? Now, even one of you young lions can tell old fear. Why do you think that fear came up on them? What? What, 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 what do you think talking about in verse number 11? He said fear came up on him in verse 11. Which one of you young lion will take a shot at that? 
fear came upon all the congregation of, of the children of Israel. Fear came upon them. Y'all, which one of y'all want to take a shot at that? That's a national audience here. So that might come up. Now, why did fear come up on them? What kind of answer you young lions got? And the fear's all listening and the national audience and the hill. Why did fear come up on them? Come on. Okay. Okay, great fear. And great fear came upon all the congregation of Israel. Okay, great fear. Great fear. Okay, through the um, well, the precept verse. Is what the precept verse for? Well, 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 whatever you young lion want to come up with, all I want to know is um, why did fear come up on them? Uh, from Micaiah and the second book of Corinthians, chapter six, nineteen twenty, of Micaiah, you have to fear. Brother Micaiah, you have to see out in 2 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Hallelujah. Well, the book of, we're going to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 19 and verse number 20. We're going over to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 19 and verse number 20. The book of 2 Corinthians. Chapter 6. That first Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Yeah, make it, make it first. Thank you, young line. Make it first. Thank you, young line. What it says in first. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and verse number 20 reads. Verse 19. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members' service to uncleanness and to sin unto sin. What's the reason? First Corinthians 6, verse 19 and verse 20. Yeah, I'm yeah, wrong. You just, uh, a public guy, are you reading, entertain yourself or the nice model? What are you doing, just reading and, and to um, to entertain yourself or are you trying to bring a point out for the national audience? Because still made an error now. It, it happened but to the best of us. The wrong, wrong part of the book. Wrong part of the book. Wrong part of the book. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter six. Cause we trying to analyze that that uh five verse eleven. We trying to analyze this five verse eleven. Let's see. Let's see what it says in First Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen twenty. As the other young line say, yes, no, we know you want. First Corinthians six nineteen twenty. What's going on there, young man? First Corinthians chapter six verse nineteen and verse number twenty. The book of First Corinthians chapter six verse nineteen reads, "What know you not that your body is the temple of the righteous spirit, which is in you, which you have of Yahweh, and you are not your own." Verse twenty. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, honor Yahweh in your body and in your spirit, which are Yahweh's. Mm-hmm. So, Brother Micaiah, when we back up to Hebrews chapter 10, 
What do you mean by you bought with a price? What are you, what are you talking about? And Hebrews chapter 10, then we're going to throw that verse out again, and we're going to see how, how suspicious it comes, and we're going to see, we're going to analyze that verse again when young lion but try to read that verse again. But right now, in the 10th chapter, there, Brother Micaiah, that's what he says, we mean by you bought with a price. What price is you bought with according to Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 10? The book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 10 reads, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Yahweh the Son once for all. So when so we sanctify by the offering of Yahweh's body once for all. That's why he said your body is your own. Because we gotta look at one thing. He paid a big price for us to do this law that's written in his Bible. That's why he tell you not your own. You gotta make sure he paid the price for you. You got to make sure you pay the price to get you where he at and where he's coming back to and remember you done his will. Good. That sounds pretty good. Now, uh, Brother Titus, read that verse 11 again, that 511 again. Brother uh, Titus. Well, one thing we do know is your radio station. But um, now, Brother Micaiah is. So read that again, Brother Micaiah, in 5 verse 11. And let's keep it again. Five verse eleven again. Book of Acts, chapter five, verse number eleven. Verse number eleven reads. And great fear came upon all the congregation of the children of Israel, and upon as many as heard these words. Uh huh. So great fear because they know they not their own, and they have already made agreement. According to the fifth chapter, uh, Deuteronomy says, "Young lion, see they made a they made agreement. See they not their own because of agreement that they was brought to the table. It was agreement was made there. And Deuteronomy chapter five, it was a." Agreement made, let's see what was made in 5, 1 down at verse 3, then we'll pick up at verse number 28 and 29. See, it was agreement made there, y'all. I mean, great fear fell on them because of agreement that was made. Let's see what, what we can read in Deuteronomy 5, 1, 2, and 3, 28 and 29. What does it say? Going over to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5. Verse mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3, verse 28 and 29. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5, verse 1 down to 3, 28 and 29. Verse 1 reads, 
And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judges which I speak in your ears this day, that ye may learn them and keep and do them. Verse 2. The Yahweh, Yahweh made a covenant with us in Horat. Verse 3. The Yahweh made not this covenant with our fathers, but with us, even us, who are all of us here alive this day. Verse 28. Verse 28 reads, And the Yahweh heard the voice of your words. Then ye spake unto me, and the Yahweh said to me, I have heard the voice of the words of this, which they have, which they have spoken unto you. They have well said all that they have spoken. Verse 29. Oh, that there were such a mind in them that they would fear me and keep all my laws always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Uh Uh-huh. He says that he's aware with them that they do what it, uh, young man? And young man, what go aware with them if they do what again? And young man, Brother Makai. Hallelujah. What do you say go aware with them if they do what again, you know? I mean, young man? Verse 29, oh, that there were such a mind in them that they were, would fear me and keep all my laws always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Hmm. Well, 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 what was some of the laws? Well, what was, but, but come back to verse 11. I'm still kind of complex. Oh. Why did the people had a problem and they, according to 511, let's read 511 again in the book of Acts. Can you help, can you, can you help go see out of, what were they complex about in 511 again? Book of Acts, chapter 5, verse number 11, verse number 11 reads. And great fear came upon all the congregation of the children of Israel, and upon as many as heard these things. So, 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 what? What, what, what was going on, uh, young line, that fear picked up on them that was in line? What what happened for fear to fall on them that they don't want to get caught up what they just got through saying walk past him. Okay. Let's talk about it, young line. Let's see, let's see what we can get out of this. We'll see what we can get out of that verse 11. Oh, now, you know, all all this reflecting back to 1 down to verse 10. So can you can you, can you you break down verse 11 there, uh, young line? Do it. We, we do a couple verses out saying that the children of Israel, you're not your own because you are made a agreeing with Yahweh to do all his laws, that's and commandments. So what do you think verse 11 is talking about? I'm so reflecting back to 1 through 10. So take your time, young line. Let's talk on that. we got a few more minutes left. 
Let's talk about that verse 11. Why is it all the rest of the congregation children of Israel got fear on it? Why? Let's talk about it. Come on. Well, according to what we've got done reading, Acts chapter 5, verse 1 down to verse number 11, we know that a uh, husband and wife, Nias and uh, Sapphira, well, uh, sold all their possessions. And then they didn't bring their part in according to, uh, so they was breaking the law, and uh, the spirit of Yahweh came upon uh, upon Peter and uh, let them know that uh, they was lying about not paying their part according to their tithes. And all the congregation of the children of Israel saw Ananias, uh, the righteous spirit, take him out and then turn around and take his wife out when she came in. After he asked them a question uh, about not paying their tithes according to the money that they uh, received for selling their, uh, their values. And then after that, uh, they had tempted the spirit. Yahweh had taken them out and carried them out. And all the congregation of the children of Israel saw that that was present. And a uh, great fear came upon them because they realized that uh, they got to keep the law. So they, great fear came upon them by uh, uh, they know that if they keep the law, well, great fear came upon them because uh, they know they have to keep the law or they'll be getting cast down too by the righteous spirit as well, just like Ananias and Sephiria uh, uh, was. So it's, um, is, that, is there anything we can reflect back? Let's even reflect back in Genesis chapter 14 and look at verse 19 and 20. Because, um, well, before you read 19 and 20, I want to see what is said here, what's really going on. In verse number Genesis 14, pick up a verse 15, down to verse 17. Let's see what it says in, in Genesis chapter 14, verse 15 to 17. What it said that young, a young lion, Brother Makai, Genesis 14, 15, down to verse 17. All right, the book of Genesis chapter 14, verse 15, down to verse 17. Book of Genesis, chapter 14, verse 15 and 17, 15 reads, And he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus, 16. And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot, and his goods, and the women also, and the people. Verse number 17. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Ket-Lamar, Ket-Ol-Lamir, and the kings that were with him at the valley of Shiva, which is the king's dale. Yes, that's Ket-Lamar, Ket-Lamar. But here's the point. So... Yahweh have done what for him according to verse 17? What did Yahweh do for him in verse 17? Verse 17. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter. 
verse 17. Okay, verse 17. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chet-Olimer and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shabbat, which is the king's dale. Mm-hmm. So Yahweh have, have, given, have given him a what? A great slaughter. So he gave him a, a so Yahweh, he had 300 high servants to go get his brother back, Lot, the nephew, and all that good. And Yahweh delivered the 300 and Abram, he gave him a great slaughter. So Yahweh passed a great slaughter on him. And because he knew that with the three on the men, he cut down kingdoms of people. That's what he knew. He cut down kings. So he knew that was the power of Yahweh that did that. Let's go to the... Hallelujah, Yahweh. chapter... Yahweh. Verse 1 and 6. Let's look at Deuteronomy. Let me look at Deuteronomy chapter 1. I mean, 8 verse 1 and 6. Yeah. Yes, sir. Brother Titus, I'm back on. Brother Titus, yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, you, you know, sometimes you have to use good wisdom and stuff like that, and that's a great thing, too. So, like I said again, um, we're about making this understand some of this good stuff. See, we got to know. We got to teach it. So, we like to say, we like to know why the great fear was on them. So um, let's even find out, uh, Brother Titus, in 8, verse 1 and verse 6. What's going on in Deuteronomy 8, verse 1 and 6? All right, the, the fifth book of the law, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1 and verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1. And all the commandments which I command you this day, to you observe to do, that you may live and multiply. And go in and possess the land, which Yahweh swear to your father. Verse 6. But Yahweh, your Yahweh, bring you into a good land, a land of brook, a spring water, a fountain, and depths that spring out the valleys and hills. Mm-hmm. Skip down to verse 11 and 14. Verse 11. And verse 14, beware that you forget not Yahweh and not keeping his commandments, statutes, laws, and judges, and the judges, and the statutes, which I swear, which I command you this day. Verse 14, 14, then your mind be lifted up, and you forget Yahweh, your Yahweh, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt. From the house of bondage. Mm-hmm. Verse 17. Verse 17. You say your mind, my power, and my hand had gotten me this well. Verse 18. But you should remember, Yahweh, your Yahweh, for it is he that gives you power to get well, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto your father. And that is this day. So, according to um, according to what we read in uh, five verse eleven, that means 
something came on their mind to not make the same decision that that was done before them to get what the the remembrance is because their father Abraham, uh, brother Micaiah, gave him a great slaughter, and they both remember what Abraham did in fourteen verse nineteen and twenty. Let's see what let's see what Abraham did, and so happened that then their mind started clicking in that I make I can't I forget what. My forefathers did in the 14th chapter, verse 19 and 20. Hey, from Micaiah, what happened in 14, 19, and 20? The book of Genesis, chapter 14, verse 19 and verse number 20. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High Yahweh, possessor of heaven and earth. Verse 20. And blessed be the Most High Yahweh which had delivered your enemies into your hands, and he gave him tithes of all. Oh. So, what, so what's really going on? We're going to take another shot at that, at that 5 verse 11. So while they were in line to come before the leadership, what dawned on their mind according to verse number 11? What did, what Done on their mind that let's let's see can we work that out. What done on their mind in verse number eleven? All right, Acts chapter five, verse eleven. What done on their mind is the tithes, the tenth part. They know about reading. They know what was written because Abraham was the example of giving the tithe, get them tithes of all. So Abraham, so April. At this time, April gave Yahweh the tent, the tithes of all. Because so what, 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 did he, what did Abram what did, what did know? What, what did Abram knew? What did he know? Because all he had was 300 men. He took down all the nations. What, what did he know? What did Abraham know? What did Abraham know? What did he know? Okay. Yeah, what did he know? Brother Mackay, what did he know? What did Abraham know? What did Abraham, Abraham. know? Huh? Oh, I'm missing something here. Abraham know. He know that it wasn't his power to deliver them nations with his 300 servants he had. So he knew that's the power of Yahweh. So he knew plainly that if Yahweh is with him, then it's only natural for him to make sure he do what he's supposed to do, and Yahweh put it in his mind to pay his tithe because he know his hand did not do that victory. Yahweh gave him a great slaughter. So when his grandson understood that thing, uh, Brother Micaiah, Chapter verse twenty down to verse twenty-two. So this was God on their mind. Wait a minute, my hand been blessed through Yahweh. So we got obligations to do something in Yahweh. Twenty-eight chapter, twenty down to verse twenty-two. Let's see what it said, Brother Micaiah. Genesis twenty-eight, 
29 and verse 22. This was done on their mind. We might have been had something, the, the same thing the, the couple had in their mind and the wife being previous up. But we're going to make sure we don't do that what get you killed by ignoring what your forefathers did and the reason they was blessed because they statements they made out their mouth. 28, 29, verse 22, what it say there? Now line. Makai. The book of Genesis, chapter 28, verse 20 down to verse number 22, verse 20 reads. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If Yahweh be with me and will keep me in this way, that I go and will give me bread to eat and remnant to put on, verse 21, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Yahweh be my Yahweh. Verse 22, and this stone which I have shall be Yahweh's house. And of all that you shall give me, I will surely give the tenth unto you. You see, so what came on their mind in that verse number 511? So what came on their mind if their mind was even, even a little sick? What kind of snapped their mind? And fear came on them because they're going to make sure they done what? Verse number 511 again. That you, if you were hooking the spine on that, Brother Titus, expound on that real quick, uh, uh, Brother Micaiah. What came on their on mind that they got to rethink what they, if they had something going a little shady in their mind to do like they did, knowing what they did and knowing what their fathers did when they got Blessing. Who was taking that last shot at that? Come on. All right. What came on their mind? Okay. Acts chapter 5, verse 11. So they remember that 10th part that they noticed. They know they kept the T part. So that great fear came on them. The 10th part, which was quiet them to keep. What's required to keep what Abraham, uh, what Abraham had did. So to get to get the blessing. So so that's what the um, that fear is the tenth part. They remember was written in Genesis fourteen and Genesis twenty eight. So they had their mind on what was written in Genesis fourteen and twenty eight. Mm-hmm. The tenth part. Well, give me give me a closing statement there, young line and uh, Hebrews uh, seven. Give me a closing statement there, young line. We'll catch you tomorrow at six o'clock. Give me a closing statement on seven, verse number four of Hebrews, and a closing statement. I write the book of Israelites through the word Hebrew, chapter seven, verse four reads. Now consider. How great this man was unto him. Even the patriarch, Abraham, gave the tenth part of the sports. Mm-hmm. So they, they was pointing back to the, and Paul was pointing back to his grandfather. And see how great he was. Because he made sure whatever he came in contact with, he made sure that a tenth part was taken out. 
and that would make them great in the eyes of Yahweh. And that's what Yahweh kicks in. We might not understand, and said what fear came in their mind and said, wait a minute, I, I, I had a little change on my mind too, because I had a great deliverance and doing my overtime and everything else. And I and I thought about in my mind to just hold back part of the price. But it dawned on me, you lose your blessing. Young lines, brother Titus, close the thing is all yours and come on. All right. Okay. All right, I'm um, reading from All right, I'm reading for the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy. Read from the book of Deuteronomy. See what I wrote. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter, let's see. All right. Book of Deuteronomy. Okay. All right. Deuteronomy, chapter 20. I'm going to skip that one. All right. I'm going to the book of Deuteronomy. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 10 read, For the land where you go to possess it, it is said, Possess it is not as the land of Egypt from which you came out, where you sow your seed and water it with your foot as a garden of herbs, verse 11. But the land where you go to possess it, It is a land of hills and valleys. And drinking Let's cut us off. All right, Brother Kaya. Give me Hebrews chapter seven, two lines in verse two and seven and closing statement there, Brother Kaya. Let's see what that say. Hebrews seven, two lines in verse seven. And verse 2, then skip down to verse 7. Brother Makai and the closing statement come out. Kyer, Brother Makai. I know we must have a little setback on the broadcast, but I, I think I go and read it says in the seventh chapter. The womb Abraham gave a tenth of all, tenth part of all, verse 7. And without contradiction, less is blessed than the best. Better. So once you're doing Yahweh's will, expect a blessing. You got to be doing his will. Because everything we're doing now is showing the example. If we do his will, we can expect a blessing. But when we let our own mind kicks in, it removes our blessing. Why don't you try the Bible and see what will happen if you do Yahweh's will? And that's, and that's why fear fell on them, because they had, a, they had a strange feeling that if they do the same thing that happened to them by pulling out what Yahweh have blessed you with and given what you want to have him to have, you can lose your blessing. And that's what happened. And that's why fear came on them. They said, look here, I better do the right thing according to the Bible. And that's the game changer. 
And that's how Yahweh going to intervene in this ministry, in all the six counts. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.